Hello, and welcome to the Companion Cast. <laughs> no, that's not doing it for you? That's glorious. <laughs> My name's Ryan. And I'm Morgan. And uh, this is a Doctor Who podcast in which we are watching shit and telling you shit about the shit we shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. That's an interesting description to what we do. Welcome to the Companion Cast. <laughs> um, this is an accent podcast. Okay. So, here's the skinny. <laughs> yeah. We're changing everything about this podcast, other than the fact that it's a Doctor Who podcast. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, we are uh, going back to being fortnightly. Yes. Second of all, we are um, doing a format that doesn't involve giving scene-by-scene -scene descriptions of each individual episode. Um, so that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, we are drastically changing the format of this show. Um, we're still going to give a little bit of a summary, I think, at least for now. At least of the overall, like, plot, like the major plot points. Yeah, sort of like if you looked up a Wikipedia description, um, we probably could almost, like, look up Wikipedia descriptions or something. <laughs> but essentially, it's, it's like, not even the Sparks Note version, just sort of, like, the, I don't know, inside flap of a book plus the ending is basically what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Just, like, a quick description of the plot. And then we're more just going to kind of, like, discuss the episode... Um, well, the arc, because we're switching to doing entire arcs, which eventually will transition to one episode. Yeah. Um, because we'll eventually it. it's less arc, more single episode. We'll get through um, it a lot faster, too, though. Yeah, we'll... We'll cover, like, six or seven episodes an arc. Right, which this so. one is. Um, so, uh, the week before last, you heard The Sensor Rights Part 1, and, um... I'm gonna leave up all the old ones. I'm not. They're not going anywhere. Um, maybe if we feel ridiculously ambitious someday, we could go back and redo everything. But that's not gonna happen. No, we um, have enough on our. We would have plate. to rewatch Marco Polo. I'm good. So. We have we have enough on our plate <laughs> with finishing Doctor Who as a whole. And I've seen Marco Polo four times. Now, I'm, I don't want. And I'm I, good. <laughs> I'm really okay with not rewatching The fourth Marco time Polo. was the char. <laughs> I think I'm done with Marco Polo. I'm really okay with not watching that again. Um, so rather than being in parts, this is just going to be the Sensorites. Um, the entire arc, which is a six-piece arc. Um, and uh, I guess what we're going to start with is sort of a brief description. So basically... Um, the TARDIS appears on a spaceship, um, which is in orbit around a planet called the Sense Sphere, and there are two people on board the ship that say they are basically being kept there by, 
um, the sensorites who are the aliens that live there and the sensorites keep putting them in deep sleeps that look like death um, you also learn that there is a third person on the ship um, who had their mind sort of broken by the sensorites yeah um, and eventually there's some sort of drama on the ship with like Susan and Barbara wandering off and meeting um, John who is the man whose mind is broken and like comforting him and figuring out he's just terrified all the time yeah um, and then we meet the sensorites and there's a little bit of like insert Benny Hill music Scooby-Doo walking in and out of doors and stuff like that 100% accurate and then um, it turns out that Susan can like hear their thoughts because the sensorites uh, speak with their minds yes um, and the sensorites are little goblin-looking dudes that sort of have, like, brushed beards that are brushed upwards into they a comb like, over. Yeah, and they've got, like, little, like, pointy ears and potato heads and Yeah, they, they look like little goblins. Their eyes don't close. We learn they don't have yeah, eyelids. they do not have eyelids. They have weird circular flipper feet. Yeah. And, uh, they walk around with, um, limp, limp wrists or, like, touching their, like, abdomens. Yeah. We're both doing the thing, but you can't see it because this is a audio format. Um, so Susan at first is like, I'm going to go down with them because they're going to like kill you if I don't. And then the doctor just starts yelling. Like, absolutely And it turns not. out that like the sensorites are really sensitive to sound. <laughs> so basically they just agree like, okay... Barbara and Maitland, one of the um, dudes, uh, the original captain of the ship, um, are going to stay on the ship, and then everyone else, so John, Carol, and then um, Ian, Susan, and the Doctor are going to go down to the planet surface, um, and Susan and the Doctor get in a little fight. Yeah, I think that was the meanest I've ever seen the doctor be to Susan. Yeah. When he was trying to tell her that she wasn't allowed to go down by herself and everything. He was mean. Yeah, which... I think he is, like, a gruff old dude. So, I mean, it's not out of character. (laughs) No, but it was just usually if he's mean, it's usually directed at Ian or Barbara. Yeah. Um, And no matter how dumb Susan is, he's always pretty nice to her and he was pretty stern yeah which i think it's just that like susan's like almost 18 and every 18 year old does not want to like have input from their parents anymore and the doctor is like effectively her parent so like yeah i think she's wanting to like uh sort of explore the world and the doctor's like no because he says something really interesting she says um She's like, oh, grandfather, I just want to, like, make my own decisions. And he says something to the effect of, like, um, the benefit to being this old is that you get a lot of experience. Yeah. So basically, like, hey, I get it, but also fuck you because I'm smarter than you. Yeah, pretty much. That is the the doctor way of putting it. Right. (laughs) So they go down to the planet, and it turns out that um, the the reason that they're super pissy about um, 
people being there is because there was a ship that landed before, um, and it brought five people, and they, like, got super excited about the fact that this planet has a rare ore on it that they could sell for a shit ton of money back on Earth. Um, and they pictured in their minds that they would, like, bring a bunch of ships and mine the planet until it was nothing. And uh, the sensorites were like, hey, we live here, douche. Um, <laughs> so they they tried to sort of, like, hold the people captive. And, like, two of them got to the ship. And you eventually learn that the captain of that original ship blew it up when it was in the atmosphere. So it killed those two people. And the other three of them... Um, the sensorites believed that they hid on the ship. Yeah, that they, like, snuck aboard. Yeah. And then were also killed with the ship, but you find out later that that's not true. Yeah, they're actually hiding on the planet, um, and they believe themselves to be at war with the sensorites. Um, so the initial thing that happens is that the uh, doctor is meeting with the leader who is the first elder, and he wears two sashes, because they all basically look identical. Like, there's a little bit of difference, but the, not Really, the much. only thing, only way you can really tell them apart is, like... Clothes. And like, their clothes, and, like, the neck down. Like, their faces all look the same, but their body types are, like, a little different. Yeah, well, they don't have names, either. They just go by rank and title. Yeah, because the ones that weren't, like, the first elder and the second elder are listed in the credits as first, second third and fourth yeah it's just like <laughs> scientists yeah <laughs> um so basically what you end up getting is that the first elders talking to him and trying to see what's going on and um he offers them really really sparkling crystal clear special water that only the elders can drink because they have a caste system and um ian's like oh i'm super thirsty i'm gonna drink this original water we got first and then he starts, like, he gets this mysterious illness that all the sensorites keep getting. Yes. Um, which is hilarious, because Ian's acting for illness is incredible. He was just, yeah, the greatest actor ever. He's just, like, thrashing like a baby does when it's, like, bicycling its legs and, like, moving its arms. And Susan's like, Ian, stop. <laughs> Ian, stop. Um... Which is pretty great. Um, and the doctor decides that, like, this is actually aconite poisoning, so they're being poisoned by nightshades. Um, atropine. Atropine? I think it was atropine. It was something. I don't know. There was a poison involved, and it, it was, was nightshades. There you go. It <laughs> Whichever was Whichever one that is. <laughs> um, so they're all being poisoned by nightshades. So he sets out to prove it. And, like, this whole time, like, the third in-charge person is the city administrator. Yeah. And he does not like people. And he, like, does everything in his power to undermine the he, shit out like, of them. He, like, wants to kill them and not listen to anything they have to say. And then when Ian gets sick, he thinks that he's faking it and that the antidote they're coming up with is what they're going to do. Use to, like, poison and kill everyone. Which is, like, ridiculous. Like, we were talking about, like, try it on one freaking person first. I know. You don't have to give it to everybody all at once. You can try it on one person and see if it works or not. Which is, like, fucking duh. Um, like, so, he tries to kill them, like, 
six or seven times. At least. Um, because he's a dick. Different roundabout ways. Um, and like, so, huh, what to next? <laughs> um. I guess it's just that, like, the doctor... Well, yeah, because the, the doctor figures out... He's, that there's so he only, realizes like, that it has to be poisoning based yeah. on the symptoms. And so he there's this wonderful scientific montage. That yeah, was where, like, Ian is thrashing. Yeah, because there's, like, ten different districts, and they're trying to figure out... Because they said the number of people that have been dying have increased year after year and it's like three out of every ten died instead of two instead of two from the year before and so um there's like this glorious montage where the doctor is testing for poison from all ten districts and he finally realizes that it only comes from one location at a time but it has to be changing based on who is getting sick and so it seems more deliberate than accidental yeah because if it were an accidental thing, then it would be everyone would be getting sick everywhere. Yeah. Whereas just in certain districts at certain times. So then he comes up with an antidote, which they do eventually give to Ian after a couple of tries. Yeah. After that, um, that <laughs> city administrator guy takes the actual second elder hostage and steals his little sash that denotes him. Yeah, and pretends to be the second elder. And, like, tries to steal the poison, or the cure a couple times, and, like, it's all very, like... It's very, very um, undermining and Annoying. And you're just like, really? One day after another? fuck off? Right? It's really bad. Um, So they cure Ian, and then they set about curing the entire city. Um... And the doctor then wants to go down into the aqueducts, which is where their water supply is. Because he's like, that's got to be where it's coming from, because that would be... The only people that don't get sick are the elders, and they have a separate water supply that, like, is a special, like, crystal water, and everyone else uses the water that comes from the aqueducts. Yeah. So, like, it has to come from the aqueducts. Um, So he wants to go there, but the sensorites are freaking terrified there's like it's really dark because we found out earlier that they can't see in the dark which the explanation for that was like we talked about it in the first episode but they said their eyes dilate in darkness yeah which like ours do too or they contract in darkness yeah they said that their eyes are already really dilated already and so yeah, they just they describe well, it they, as like well they describe it like completely they, backwards as from the opposite ours, of like work. a cat's eyes. Well, because they said they dilate in darkness, like they yeah. get smaller in darkness. They that contract was like, in darkness. Yeah, they contract in darkness, which is like that doesn't make any freaking sense because our eyes contract when they have too much sensory input. Yeah, aka too much light. So that means they see dark. So why couldn't they see in darkness? Yeah, like that's stupid. It was. It was a weird explanation. It's bad science and you should feel bad. (laughs) But anyway, they can't see in dark. And they actually, um, earlier in one of the, it's like the second or third episode, I don't know. They like stole their weapons by turning the lights off and then they like. They were like, help, help. They were like, oh God, we can't see. And like stumbled around and dropped all their weapons. So we learned they, they don't like dark. 
And so they're like, it's dark in there, and there are monsters. Um, and they're like, so have you seen the monsters? And they're like, no, we've just heard them. They're pretty scary, bro. <laughs> Which is like, okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so the doctor and Ian actually try twice to go down in there. The first time, the doctor gets attacked and his coat gets slashed up. Yeah, and they, and they end up taking it off of them and leaving it in the aqueducts. Yeah. Which, then it starts this little plot where, like, the actual second elder gets killed by um, the city he gets, administrator. He gets judo-chopped and murdered. Yeah, he gets judo-chopped and dies. Um, and they, this, the, um, the city administrator rounds up a bunch of people to try to frame the doctor. And one of the guys says, I saw him pull a weapon out of his coat pocket and then attack the, the second elder. And they're like, yeah, he wasn't wearing a coat because it's bag in the aqueducts, you jerk. It's like, oh, it was his cloak. And it's like, and then the first the elder doctor was had a like, cloak now. yeah. And the first elder was like, um, no, I just gave that to Literally him. Literally, just like five seconds before this. And so they're like, oh, okay, you're lying. Yeah, you definitely did this. Um, so then. <laughs> They don't understand that the city administrator's been against them this whole time, so they get him promoted to second elder. <laughs> They're like, oh, it must have been the second elder that was against us, and this guy will be so appreciative that we're the reason that he gets promoted, that he'll be on our side, and it's like, no, no. stop it. And then the doctor, like, stands up, and he's like, this guy seems great. He you should absolutely like put him in charge he of He knows everything. exactly what he's doing and has all the qualities that you need in that position, and you should make him um, second elder. And he's like, okay. And then you're like, oh, what did you just do? Face palm. So then the doctor and Ian decide that they're going to go back down um, with map and weapons and lights back into the aqueducts to, like, see what it is with the monsters and the poison because that's kind of still the open question now that they've cured the poison yeah um and the Why second the doctor elder, was down the first time though he did find nightshade yes he did find nightshade down there happen. which is you know where he the found that and then got attacked yeah so. so the new second elder the old city administrator like sabotages their weapons, sabotages their maps, like, just does everything he can to make sure they die down there. Yeah, pretty Um, much. And they're sort of wandering around, um, and they realize their weapons are useless and the map's useless, and then they get cornered by... Men! Yeah, it turns out those three guys, this is where we learn that, like, they actually stayed on the planet, and they've been trying to poison all the sensorites so they can take they, their money. Yeah, because they want their... They want the special or molybdenum um, to try to, like, gut the planet. Um, so Barbara and John try to go after them. Um, and they do this thing where Susan's the teenage psychic, and she's, like, psychically relaying messages to Barbara about where they should go... Um, and the doctor leaves behind, like, little scratches on the wall to lead Barbara and John to where they are, because he just assumes someone's going to come after them eventually. Right. Well, actually, his initial explanation was, in case we have to get away, if we have to run away really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, okay, doctor. I'm glad you said that in front of your captors. You, uh, the captain of those humans is, like, fucking nuts. Yeah. And he's, like, babbling incessantly to them, and then they catch John and Barbara. Um, 
and they're like, you lied, there's more people here. Tree and he's thing. like, well, that's cute. Oh, they're actually part of the, uh, like, um, greeting committee, and all you have to do is come out of the cave, and everything's cool. And they bring him out, and then it's like, they get confronted with all these sensorites, and they're like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Give up. And I don't really know what happened to him. They never really say. I'm sure they probably were just they, like, like, kept s- there at some point. Two of them just give up, and the captain like, um, Cause the only tries he... to charge the like leader of the military. Yeah, and he stuns and he gets him. Stunned. Um, but other than that, they don't really know. They don't really tell you. So I don't know if I'm, it makes you wonder if they tried to fix them the way that they fixed John. Yeah. Or if they just like imprisoned them on their planet, or if they sent them back. Yeah, I really don't With know what the they did. other crew, they didn't yeah. really explain. It's just like all of a sudden they're like out of the aqueducts, and then it was like, oh, okay, we're back in the uh, TARDIS, and oh, we're watching the other spaceship fly away, and it's the yeah, end. goodbye, everyone. Um, so that's kind of the rough explanation. We're not going to go um, scene by scene. Actually, there's an interesting thing happening um, as of time of recording. I don't know if it's still happening. But on Twitch, twitch.tv, there is a way that you can stream every episode of the original Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yeah, over 251 episodes, you can stream them. So if that's still going on by the time this comes out, you could um, check out Doctor Who on twitch.tv. We don't get any kickback from that or any relation to it, but if you want to see like specific episodes, um, that could be a way to do it. Um, so since, you know, that, that was part of my motivation for saying we probably didn't have to do such detailed explanations um, is that you know it seems like there's more and more ways to yeah see these episodes so um, it's probably more entertaining to listen to us riff on the show than it is to hear like scene by scene descriptions yeah um so um the next part of this is sort of just like talking points um this part will be so how in my mind and i think morgan agreed that this would be the easiest way to do this is like a overview of the entire arc which we've just done and then we'll be talking about um the doctor the companions um and whatever enemies there were, slash aliens. Um, and then we'll cover our notable moments um, and just, like, random thoughts we had about the episode. And then um, if we get actual, like, Twitter involvement, um, we'll talk about, like, questions that people have had or things people have sent us. Um, if we get reviews enough that iTunes shows them to us, um, yeah. then we may read reviews or something like that at the end. Um, so the first section is the Doctor. How did you feel about the Doctor in this series? I feel like he reverted a little bit to like be a little bit more of the original Doctor that we had seen closer to the beginning of season one. Yeah, he um, had his moments. At the but at the same time, I felt like he reverted more towards Susan than towards yes. the companions, which was weird. Because like I said earlier, I've never really seen him talk to Susan like that. Like, I get why he did it. Yeah. Because Susan was being stupid and she was like, no, you guys, you, I have to go. It's the only way we all live. 
Yeah. I have to go. There is no question. Like, she was being a little annoying. So, like, I get it. Because he was just, he was like, no, you're a child. Stop it. You don't get to make decisions. Get your butt over here right now. Kind of, like, really stern with her. Yeah, and I agree with that because... I mean, Barbara wasn't in most of this. I was really sad um, because I wanted Barbara to redeem herself from yeah, the last was, arc. Yeah, like she was in the first a little bit. She's but like, she didn't really have any lines and she wasn't the focus at yeah. all. Um, it was much more like Ian and Susan um, were the companions that were kind of focused on. And especially yeah. Susan. Um, but the doctor was very like chummy and like friendly with Ian. Like more so than he ever has been. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, very, very, like, stern with Susan. Um. It was mostly just in that one part, though. Like, yeah, because he ended up being a little bit And then he ended up better. being not so terrible. But man, when she made a decision he was not okay with, he jumped down her throat for that. Yes. Hardcore. Like yelling and screaming. Yeah. And yeah. then he was, like, blaming the Censorites. He's like, we've never argued before. This is your fault. Yeah. You have caused an argument. <laughs> oh, boy. Always blaming someone other than himself. Well, and, like, I think part of it is that, like, uh, they talk about, like, Susan kind of wants to go home. Yeah. Um, she says that her and the doctor, this is sort of, like, the first glimpse at, like, <clears throat> really solidifying, like, the Doctor and Susan are not humans. Yeah. Um, because she says, we come from a planet where the night sky is a burnt orange, and the, the leaves are covered with shining silver trees. Or, the trees are covered with shining silver leaves. Um, which is not how Earth works. <laughs> not, no. <laughs> not not at a all. thing. Um, and so, I part of her wants to go back home. Which, knowing what I know, I'm like, but do you, though? <laughs> well, because she even makes a comment later in one of the episodes where she just wants to feel like she belongs. Yeah. Because she says, like, she still has the wanderlust and she wants adventure, but she does want to feel like she has an actual stationary home. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, I'm still happy for now. And the doctor's like, great. Case closed. But, like, you know... Um, there's still a there's still a thing there where like she likes the adventure and she likes being with the doctor, but she kinda wants to go home and or have a home. Yeah. Uh, that isn't the TARDIS. <laughs> um Yeah. That's, that was so, probably the biggest thing about the doctor that I noticed. Um, was how chummy he was with Ian and how Any particular thoughts on we've kind of already talked about it, but any Additional thoughts on the companions? There wasn't a lot to do with Barbara, which, like I said, I was a little sad about. Yeah, more Barbara. Um, let's start calling her Babs. Babs, baby. <laughs> um, um, and I feel like we, like, I feel like the majority of what we saw with, with Ian was, like, sick Ian. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there wasn't a ton of, like, character development for Ian. I do think because it's Because half the time he was just, like, sick and, like, yeah. dying. Like, half the episode he's sick and the other half he's normal, Ian. I do think it's interesting that, like, he is a science teacher. Yeah. But they really sort of paint him as, like, this, like, traditional knight. Where he's, like, 
I will save you. I'm Captain Valor. Yeah. Um, which is like a weird. He is. They do place. kind of like play him as like the epitome of like chivalry and manhood and like a young man and. Which is bizarre because, for all intents and purposes, he's a fucking nerd. Yeah. Like he's a high school science teacher. Like he's a nerd. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's, I, I don't really like how they play him. I do enjoy the uh, depiction of Barbara, um, because I think even a lot of what Barbara is would be acceptable now, um, as far as, like, an actual depiction of a woman, because I feel like, and probably you can speak better about this than I can, but I feel like she's more realistic. Like, she has her moments where she makes bad choices, but she tries to be a good person, and she's smart. And, like, she commands respect and things like that. Um, so I think she's, like, a, a real character, which probably for the 60s is kind of like a, whoa, hey there, liberals, calm down. <laughs> like, I can see that, definitely. Because, um, you know, she's, like, a single woman, and she's a teacher, and, like, she owns a car. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah. I think that's uh, an interesting thing for a 1964 show. Yeah. Well, and I mean, every once in a while you get kind of like the, oh, they can't go by themselves because yeah. they're women. Right. Um, but for the most part, she's like, nah, if I want to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah, that's cute, but I'm going to do it. Anyway. <laughs> um, and she's I think done that a lot. I think it's really interesting because I think she's... Because, uh, you know, the 70s was, um, the 60s and 70s were very much, like, a time of, I think it's second wave feminism. Um, the whole, like, we want jobs, and we want to be able to have our own money. And, like, I think they kind of are using Barbara to represent that idea, but in the, like, softest way possible. Like, yeah. just, like, really subtle ways to represent that. Where Susan, I think, is a lot more, like what's expected of people and I mean not so much this episode but up until now she's been very like hanging on every word the doctor says yeah she always says what, their, what her grandfather tells her to do right when... yeah so um, any other thoughts about the companions right now Oh, I want more Barbara in the next arc. More Barbara. Um, I think it is a Barbara-heavy arc because okay, it is a history arc. It's an Earth history arc. Um, the next one is uh, the French Revolution. So I think... So it should be Barbara-heavy. If I'm remembering, she's more prominent. Good. She is in a period dress at the time. Um, okay. Like a big French dress. She's just... Um, she is one of my absolute favorite com companions. I feel like... Overall, like, personality-wise and everything, I feel like she is the least annoying. Yeah. And I feel, like, the most realistic. Yeah, I think she's definitely the most likable companion. Yeah. Because Ian sometimes is like, yeah, we get it. You're a dude, and you're like, you know, you're gonna take the lead and whatever. I get it. Yeah. But, like... I don't know, he can be boring. <laughs> he can get a little boring. And, like, Susan is just... Susan. Susan. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say anything. I mean, she's Yeah. Susan. 
Um, Every once in a while, she's tolerable, but it goes from like zero to sixty in like point five seconds with her. Yeah, for sure. So it's hard to uh, to really like her. Uh, my next question is about the aliens or enemies. So um, we already talked about what the um, appearance of the sensorites were. How did you feel about them? I think this is one of the first, like, major encounters with, like, aliens where they weren't, like, distinctly bad. Right. Which, at first, they seemed. They seemed that way, but they were, they weren't distinctly bad. By the, by the end of it, they were just, I mean, it was just, like, oh, they just have a different... Way of looking at the world. Yeah. And they really, weren't distinctly, like, good versus bad. And really, at the end of the day, they were just trying to protect themselves. They weren't intentionally trying to be evil and harm people. Or like, except for the one. Except for that one. <laughs> um, well, two of them. But, yeah. like, you know, for the most part, especially, like, the, the first elder, you know, he was very much just like, well, we're trying to protect our planet. We don't want our way of life to be ended because someone else wants something we have. Yeah. Um, they also had, like, like we said, they had a cast system. And so, like, everyone wore identical, like, jumpsuits. Yeah. Um, with gloves. Because <laughs> every alien and bad guy in Doctor Who wears gloves. Yeah. Um, but the only distinguishing features were, like, patches and sashes. Yeah. So, like, the first... Like, like the... the because, like, the first warrior had, like, three bands on each arm. And, like, yeah. the city administrator had a black collar. The um, first elder, first was elder had the two sashes that Second crisscrossed. Elder had one. Yeah. Those are really the main ones we the saw. The scientists had little crests in the center of their jumpsuits. Yes. Like, on the chest. Um, and that then was slaves really had nothing. Saw. Or servants had nothing. Yeah, that was really all we saw. We didn't see a lot. Because there were it. three classes. They there, said were there were like, the high elders. They said there were the elders. The warriors. Who think and do. The warriors. There were four. So they said there's the elders that think and tell people what to do. The warriors that protect us. The sensorites that work and play. And the servants that do as they're told. Okay, I missed the last one. Yeah, because there's the servants. So the sensorites are like normal people. The servants are the ones that like sit around and do whatever they want. Or like do whatever anyone wants them to do. And then there's warriors and elders. Um, and then I guess technically if we're talking about enemies, um, enemies were people this yeah. time. Um, yeah. Because they were the three people who had... Well, they, it was both the Sensorite um, that used to be the city administrator um, and his one crony who was like a laser operator. Um, and then the other set of enemy, enemies that were working completely separately were um, the three people from the original ship um, who were trying to poison the Sensorites off the planet. Um, so can you think of... It this is the first arc that we've done where there's actually, like, other humans. Yes. Not human-like so. aliens. Cause yeah. Because the, 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 what were they, the... Well, in space, specifically. Yes, that's what I mean. 
Like, like we when were we've gone to Earth. another planet and dealt with aliens, there were actually humans from Earth as well. Right. Because the, is it the Thal? Is that from? The Thal were aliens that looked like humans. That were humanoid, from but the were. From the planet of the Daleks. Yes, but, but they, they were, were still, still not, aliens. Yeah, they were not from Earth. Other than that, we haven't had any other humans in space. I don't think so, because we had the K, the 10,000 BC, which is, um... Earth. Earth. Then, uh, Planet of the Daleks, which had the Thal, but they were human in appearance. That they were um, still aliens. But only aliens. Um, then we had that weird Edge of Destruction one. Then Marco Polar's back on Earth. Um... Then where we had um, keys what was of the, scene, the keys of Marinus, but and they were those still aliens. Are still aliens that look like people, but they're still aliens. right. They're not from Earth. They're I don't even remember. They're what. from Marinus. Yeah. Um, and then it was Aztecs, which Aztecs. are people, and so yeah, this the, was this it. Is the first arc with actual like people from future Earth. humans. They were yeah, they were still from the future, but they were still humans in space that were from Earth. Yeah, because we had a, we said it in the first episode that we did the uh, Sense Rights Part One, which preceded this one. Um, when when um, the companions and the Doctor first show up on the ship, Maitland and Carol are completely passed out and like unconscious, um, and they come to and. They are not shocked at all to see the Doctor. Yeah, it was really weird how unshocked with time travel they were. Yeah, they're like, they are completely unshocked about it, and they're just like, oh, when are you from then? Like, because they're like, because they're like, yeah, we're from London, and they're like, when are you from? And they're like, oh, the twentieth century, and they're like, oh, we're from the twenty seventh century. Um, and they're very just like blasé about like, oh well, yep, you know, time travel. What can you do? <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was really interesting. It's, um, people from the future. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but it was still, it was just weird that there was the first one we've had with humans, actual humans. Yeah, it. actual human people that aren't, while we're not on Earth. Yeah. Um, so are there any really notable, uh, plot points that stick out in your head? Like, really notable moments? feel like we kind of hit some of them. The freaking sensorites, the way they acted when there was dark outside. Or when they yeah. turned the lights off was hilarious. <laughs> they're just like, oh, no, ha, ha. And they're like ah, stumbling they're like, around. You like saw their arms out in front of them. They kind of reminded me of like zombies. And they were like, <laughs> like walking backwards and immediately dropped everything in their hands. And it was hilarious. There's also a funny moment when, um, Ian and the Doctor are down in the aqueduct. That one, uh, yes. Ian, the Doctor's, like, got his back to Ian, and he's, like, monologuing about, like, how they have to figure out what's going on and blah, blah, blah. And, like, a dude with a really sharpened, like, stick as a weapon shows up in the door, one of the three. And Ian's, and Ian's like, like at Doctor. Him. Doctor. And he's like, Ian, it is so rude to interrupt me. This <laughs> is back still to Ian. And Ian's like, no, Doctor. And then... Another like, one comes in from the other way, and the doctor's like, Ian, <laughs> and he's there's like, a man here with a pointy stick. And Ian's, and Ian's like, like, dude, yes, I know. I know. And the doctor's like, okay, well, let's start backing away from him slowly. And then they back into each other, and they're like, and they like turn around and see the other one, and they're like, ah, well, 
<laughs> Another really funny part when they were down in the aqueducts was when they heard the noise the monster makes. Yes. And like they were they had been looking at the map of the aqueducts and then all of a sudden Ian like rolls it up and then he like has it in his hand like out in front of him as he walks forward. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you gonna do with a fucking piece of paper? Like gonna bap it on the nose. Bop him on the nose and be like, bad. Bad dog. Bad. <laughs> Like the monster, monster in quotes, it makes like a noise, and I was like, ah, see what you got there is a fork and a garbage (laughs) disposal. Like, oh, that's stuck. You got to get that out of there. That's gonna be a problem. Oh, (laughs) yes, it was like the worst noise ever. And then we mentioned Susan's hair in the first episode we did. But more importantly, Carol's Carol's hair. hair. Oh my god. I didn't think it could get worse than Susan's. So the first two episodes, her hair is like a bun. She's like a big bun. She just had one bun in the back that was kind of big and it was smooth on top of her head. Then the third episode hits. When they go, when they're down on the like, sun sphere. From what would be in line with the top of her ears down is just loose. Yeah. Straight like down the back of her neck. Back. It's like she just has like the sides back pretty much. So just like yeah. the top part of her so hair. So like the top layer of her hair. And it has like seventeen bumpets. I see. And then yeah. it comes into like a snail shell curl on the like crown of her head. And it's like five inches above her head. At least. I'm like, At how least. many wigs? How many wigs? How many wigs did you get? Like, did they like put her hair normally and then put a wig on it? I don't know. It was they set it on top of the hair. Because I was like, because her hair was already pretty big before. Because it was like a bun that took up the majority of her head. Yeah, she had a lot of hair. Huge bun, but then her hair wasn't that long, which was the weird part. Because with that large of a bun, you would expect her hair to be really long. And it was only like shoulder length. Yeah. The part that was down in the, the back. The part that was down was like literally it brushed her shoulders. Yeah. So basically it just looked like a giant snail shell on her head that was just like huge. Yeah. And like a smooth, slick hairspray down. Yeah. Because they had even like the little bit of her bangs were like pasted back yeah. on the top of it. And like when she got really flustered, they would fall down in her face. It was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, did they take a piece of styrofoam and like wrap hair around it? Like, I don't know what they did, but there was so much volume. Even the doctor's hair looked really much like a wig in, yes. this, in a couple of the episodes. Like, a couple of the scenes of these episodes. I was like, oh, doctor, your hair don't look <laughs> real in that episode. But, like, his hairline starts mid-head, so it's, like, yeah. it's hard to tell. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, the hairstyles. Yeah, they they do, they do hairstyles. They <laughs> sure do. Um... So, any thoughts about, like, where we are in the series, how you're feeling about the show? I'm really enjoying watching it. I think that's the key, is, like, it is legitimately a pretty enjoyable show. Again, I reiterate what I've said a whole bunch of times. I don't think you can take it seriously. No, because, honestly, during half of it, we just sit here and laugh and make fun of it, honestly, when we're watching it. Because like we said in the first one, you know, in the previous episode, we were talking about that specifically first episode of um, The Sensorites, and there was that, like, malfunction with the background, where the wall just, like, swung out. Just, like, swung Um, back and forth. And, like, sometimes if you're listening really closely, like, people mess up lines. Yeah. Like, the doctor said the wrong person's name one time. I don't know if you caught it, but he said something that he was like... Oh, yes, well, we'll go speak to the first elder. I mean, the scientist. 
and like they just put it in. That's yeah. the finished product. Yeah. Like the finished product had like visibly moving backgrounds and like <laughs> the doctor saying the wrong person's name in it. And it's like things that would never make it on TV today. Oh, no, not at all. It's like there's an old episode of Hercules, I think, that aired. And he, like, read his script correctly, like, directly how it said. Mm-hmm. And, like, it said, like, say this line with anger. And he literally read, with anger! <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the level of acting that's happening here. It's yeah, kind of it's, incredible. It's great. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I wanted to watch it for a while. Um, and so I'm glad that we are watching it because I really enjoy it. But it is one of those things where it's like you got to take it with a grain of salt and you just yeah. kind of laugh at it 50% of the time. Well, but especially because it's like this this arc specifically, it was just like one piece of shit on top of another yep. one on top of another one. And you're just like, oh, my God, it never stops. Yeah, it never it stops. It never stops. It's it like how many conflict points can we add? Piling. And I was just like, oh, my God, it doesn't ever stop. <laughs> and it's like, I get it, but why aren't there ever any happy parts? Like, okay, Ian didn't die. That was like the only positive <laughs> thing that really happened. Until the end, and yep. then it was perfect and wrapped up and yep. happy and Neat wonderful. Neat little bow halfway yep. through the last episode. Um, yep. So I guess this. Um, do you have anything else like thoughts about where the show's headed, or we have like a whole other two seasons or something with this doctor? So yes, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I know Susan's not in it for a whole lot longer. I think it's two or three more arcs. From where we are, yeah, including the French Revolution. So I know she's. I know without a doubt she's not in it for very Correct. much longer because you actually told me you're like, yes. look, we don't have to deal with her after this. <laughs> like I get that you don't <laughs> like Susan. Nobody does. But <laughs> and so I'm curious um, if Ian and Barbara stay the whole time with the Doctor or not. So I'm curious to see like if we get new companions, if and when the old ones leave. Kind of and, thing. like, how the new companions work with this doctor. Yeah, and so I'm curious to see the dynamic with the current companions to see how it changes over time, and then if and when they leave, and if and when new ones join with the same doctor, um, how he will start out with new people. Because it took so long it to did. warm up. I mean, we're, like, almost, how many were? 36 episodes. 36 episodes in, and... He really only in the last arc or two started treating them like, yeah, like actual human beings. A third of the time we've watched, he has treated them like decently. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see like if his experiences with them makes him adapt a little bit better to newer people. Yeah. Or if he'll be just as big of a dick <laughs> and take just as long of time to warm up. Because we do, because this one has 42, I'm pretty sure, every season until, like, season seven. the first seven. four to five seasons? Four or five seasons? I think if, seven is the first season where they don't have 42 episodes. Let's see. You might be correct. Yeah, because season seven is the color, and color is when it goes to, like, 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's like... Actually, maybe. We'll see. Yes. You are correct. Season seven is the first one that it's in color in and, color and has half the amount of episodes as all the yeah. other seasons. 
So it'll be interesting, because I'm like, we have, see, he leaves in, what when he leaves season four is the first season um, with the second Doctor? Yes. So it's like, we have... I think the Still Doctor goes like, a couple episodes into season four, the first one. And then, then they switches. do the switch. Yeah. So it's like we've got like 80 plus episodes left of this Doctor. Yes. So there's a lot of room for shit to happen. Yeah. A whole so, lot. <laughs> so that'll be really interesting to see how he develops before he leaves, leaves the show. Because you know it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta know. I mean, he's like at least, the actor's probably in his 70s. At least. Or if not 80s, because he's, he's a, he seems pretty old. Yeah. Um, so it's like, well, knowing that the show's still going on, it's just not possible that it's the same guy. Yeah, well, and it's like, I know the general gist of what Doctor Who is well enough to know that there are different Doctors. Yeah. I don't really know a lot more than that. About why there are. Yeah. But, um. But, so I'm like, I know he's going to leave at some point, but I don't know, I really, I, I really like William Hartnell. I do too. He has a soft spot in my heart. He's a cantankerous, angry old man, but you know you can't help but love him. Exactly. So. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what how he, and then also the other companions kind of develop. Yep. All right. Well, um, I guess this is the part of the show where we would um, start answering questions or interacting with you guys specifically as you send us stuff. Uh, we haven't received anything yet, so uh, if you would like to contact us, you can do so uh, via email or Twitter. Our email is thecompanioncast, all one word, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at companioncast, capital C's, all one word. Um, so you can go ahead and, uh, talk to us there. We'll either reply on there or, uh, interact with it at this part show. Yeah. I've gotten a little lax on posting on Twitter just because we haven't had any responses, but I will try to get better at that. Yep. I was trying to do a decent job of posting at <laughs> least when the episodes are out. I have a couple pictures that I will probably try to find to post on what the sensorites look like and maybe if I can find one of Carol's hair. Yep. <laughs> Carol's magnificent hair. So I will try to do a better job. It just, I got to a point where I was like, well, no one's looking at it anyway. Why does it matter? Yeah. So I will try to do a better job of that and hopefully um, you guys will like this new format. If you hate it, if you love it or hate it, either one, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we could always keep doing this. Um, if you have things like, oh, I wish you would talk about whatever, yeah. um, this would be the place that we would do that. Um, or, you know, if you just think like, oh, the old format was way better, um, we, I guess we could try that again if, if people yeah. are super passionate about it. Yeah, but just um, let us know how you feel. If there's like, if there's anything format-wise that you guys would like us to throw in, we'll always take suggestions too. Um, we figured this format would probably be a little bit more entertaining because it's mostly us just like shooting the shit, talking about the episode more than the majority of the episode being us just dissecting it piece scene by, by scene. piece. Yeah, so it's a little more casual, a little more fun to listen to maybe. Yeah, what we're hoping to like steer towards is more of like a guided conversation than it is... Um, that, but I also think 
you know, it's easier to see the episodes now, but by nature of them being so old, it, it is probably still useful that we at least, at least talk about summarize it a bit. what it is. So um, we'll probably keep tweaking, changing this a little bit, yeah, as we uh, get used to the new format and those sorts of things. So um, it's like starting over from scratch. Yeah, <laughs> except we're you know twenty episodes in. <laughs> Woo. So I guess you can consider this season two, but we're not on season two. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's it for me. Yep, sounds good. So, all right. Well, this has been the Companion Cast. I'm Morgan. And I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.